Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, welcome, wanderer of the internet webs. Welcome to 16 Candlekeep, where we, uh, we, uh, we play D&D &D and do 80s references. Or where the 80s pass their death save. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello all. Um, as always, we are in the, the wonderful part before the session. Uh, where we do our nice little announcements and things. So, hi everyone! Hi Steve! And everyone! <laughs> hi everybody! Um, <laughs> um, hi Dungeon Master! <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone taken... Anyway, um, anyway, before I start doing random bad impression. Um, hello, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, folks of all... Um, is there any announcements that we want to shout out? Uh, this episode will be coming out on the 5th of May. Yeah. Uh, yeah, did you hear that? Yes, no no umming and arming? Um, <laughs> only that we mentioned the website a couple of weeks back. And for those people who don't know, it's at 16candlekeeps.com. Um, so go there, look at it. All done. It's all live. It's all up. Um, go there and enjoy. And most helpfully, it gives you links to the other stuff that we do in the rest of our time. So if you want to see what other things Steve does when he's not doing this, the, the website has a link for that. Uh, um, it's also all in our link tree as well. Um, yeah. If you've ever perused the link tree. <laughs> I'm pretty sure most of the clicks on that are from me. <laughs> I try not to mess around on any link trees because I might fall into the wrong realm. Oh no. Oh. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a joke for any of our Norse mythologists? Or, um, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, um, any other announcements uh, people want to shout? Or we could throw it to Bingle Bang Bang Corner for a couple of minutes if we need. <laughs> Bingle Bang Bang Corner? Yeah. I can't even oh, say that. What have we got, Bingle Bang Bang? Uh, well, let's see. By that point, uh, Strixhaven School of Mages uh, will be out for the old Magic the Gathering. Um, so, hopefully, some content linked to that, whether that's going to be a pre-release kit, um, which they look interesting. They actually have, like, the different... Um, colleges in the pre-release kits um, which is uh, it's a nice way of doing it um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that so maybe some physical card stuff and some magic arena now that it's finally out on iOS so it makes my life easier mm. um, and then Pokemon because there's just always Pokemon um, I don't think that we are due for a new set by then, so it's just me catching up on some older sets. And then, uh, I believe, I want to say, that late... Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, there should be the next set of the Digimon card game which goes from the English uh, numbering system of 1.5 to four. What? Yep. <laughs> so you had set one, 
and set 1.5, which were the Japanese sets 1 to 3 split down the middle. And then we just carry on with the Japanese numbering and just go from 1.5 to 4, which is obviously not going to confuse anyone. Wow. Oh. So yeah, lots of lots of card games, and uh, maybe maybe we can even get some games against people in this here podcast group on Magic Ooh. Arena and Pokemon Trading Card Game Online. Note to Steve when editing this later: order some Strixhaven cards, please. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> if you have the money, do it. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Emma, don't listen to that note. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I did not hear anything. What? what <laughs> um, I didn't hear anything. But yeah. Steve's uh, being silly. Um, whilst I remember, Steve, notes for Steve later down the line, or for audience of Steve, Grimnir DM on, uh, on TikTok, because I'm one of those kids. Um, you should have yeah. done the Druid solo by now, you lazy git. Um... Obviously, for those listening to this, now today, as I come out on the 5th of May, we recorded this a while back, and Steve promised this a couple of months ago now, didn't you, Steve? So, uh, and also, deal with another solo. Cheers. Um, my, my announcements aren't announcements there. I vote <laughs> notes. for Warlock next. I will roll a d20 like I did last time. Oh, I like boo. the I like the, uh, <laughs> the mystery of it. And also, you well, know, actually, yeah. Who am I to complain? I liked Wild Magic Sorcerer, so. Who knows? And also, you know, it, it, it could be fun. It could give me something that I'm completely unprepared for, like Artificer or <sighs> something. Anyway, um, enough of this gay banter. Let's jump into a dirt and dust session. <sighs> I haven't said that in a while. Jesus. Um... Hey. <laughs> Speaking of Jesus, it's Easter Sunday. Repent Way! your sins. Anyway, what... It's not to the listeners. <laughs> I've just dated the recording. It's fine. Um, anyway, let's remind ourselves what's going on here before I dig further into any other holes. Speaking of, join us on 16 Candle Keeps where Steve does gardening. Later. Oh, anyway, no. <laughs> All content. Anyway, speaking with the Sheriff Markham and visiting the member of the Arcane Brotherhood, uh, the group gained the advantage of some brief downtime. The conversation confirmed that the orb from the dragon was a modified orb of scrying that left a, uh, a demonic register to its energy. Apparently, whomever the dragon was made by was uh, using it to control the dragon itself and saw what it was seeing, but the connection had been severed. The group agreed to sell the item to Speaker Dereth, who also warned not to meddle with Oral the Frostmaiden, as her rhyme was clearly sign that she was brooding and angry. The group then confirmed with Sheriff Markham that they would be heading down to Sunblight to finish the job, and had uh, agreed to send a scout party ahead to one collect axe beaks, but also gain intel if possible. Using the rest of their downtime, the group then headed off to scout through the remains of the dragon, Nereneth potentially linking the dragon's construct with the ancient race known as the Neverese, or the Neveril, um, a highly magic society who made flying cities. Garland also found that the breath generator of the dragon was still 
somewhat uh, in working condition at least, um, and took the helm-like head of it before moving them into his beard of holding. Just in case you forgot that one two weeks ago. I forgot about that. <laughs> the beard of holding. <laughs> Love it. Um, following all of this, the group then headed back to Sunblight with a, de- with a determined vigour and arrived outside the doors of Sunblight on the evening of the 12th of autumn, 142 AD, with no sign of the scouts that had preceded them. I will briefly say before we jump into actual action, and I use this time to share over my map that uh, we will be using on our Discord chat. Um, Let me just work out how to do that whilst talking. Uh, There was a question asked last week, and as uh, a benevolent and lovely DM, uh, you do get XP for your for your RP. It was a wonderful session and two weeks of wonderful chatting, uh, which you should be applauded for. Audience, applaud now. Thank, thank you, you thank for you, thank you for applauding. Um, anyway, uh, uh, but yes, I have I've added onto my list of XP that you can get tonight for your uh, for your your hard work an extra five hundred XP each. For your wonderful roleplay and discussion. Anyway, let me share over this map. This is because he knows we're dead. Oh, my line just went dead as I was clicking all this. I apologise. Yeah, just give me arbitrary (laughs) Sorry, my line went dead. Are you all complaining that I'm giving you XP? Kind of, yeah. Not complaining, no. (laughs) Pointing out that we're likely to die. I mean... The we can't help but feel it's an empty gesture when we're all facing almost certain death tonight. Oh, I'm sorry <laughs> that you all decided to kill a man's dragon and then go rub it in his face. I'm sorry, I did not deal the the killing blow. You may not have uh, dealt the killing fair, blow. It was, it's destroying I would, villages. I would for the say greater I was, good. I was definitely an accessory to that. I can't even try and pretend like I wasn't. <laughs> also, for those that have, for our audience members who have played or read this already, they the, the players obviously don't know about the things inside Sunblight, so they don't know why no logic makes sense in this place. It's fine. Actually, te- mad here. Technically, Garland knows exactly why that wouldn't make sense, but uh, we won't discuss the secret message that Garland got last time. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way that Jade and I could have asked Liam what he got, but none of us, neither of us, did that because I like the mystery of it. I love the mystery of it. Yeah, I, always I don't want to know secret DM messages. Yeah, I don't want to know. In all fairness, if you had asked, I probably wouldn't say anything. Good. Oh, good. Good to the know. Way it should be. Yes. Yes. So I feel like we're all in agreement over secret messages now, so it's nice to know. Now it's shared. <laughs> I'm sure our VOD users on YouTube have already seen this. Uh, welcome to the redacted version of the uh, the map for Sunblight. Um, I have uh, I've cleared some some rooms so kids don't see things, um, and have placed it in such a way that we can see exactly what the uh, the guys will be seeing. Um, I apologise that there are room markers on this map. Um, due to my hectic schedule and also before finding out that um uh was it uh the dragon magazine or dungeon magazine i can't remember one of them recently yeah. released the map without the markers on it um which would have been brilliant if i had had the time to then download those but i quickly just 
screen grabbed my my uh, my my document that I have for uh, some light and then put it on the map. It doesn't matter. We're all doing theater of the <laughs> mind, right? <laughs> Just don't no, don't don't be concerned when you walk into rooms and I tell you that there's a large rug that says X two or something like that on it. Um, <laughs> yeah. However, like, jumping what did into you say? Oh, what did you say earlier? Did you say that when you remove a block, a block it all unravels? So or you will you, see. Did what I make happens. that up entirely? So okay. I over if I um, for you lot who can see the uh, the screen, if I quickly highlight one of my redacted areas, um, I should be able to go to objects, select, move, and if I go, for example, click here, I can delete a part of the redacted part of the map okay. to reveal what is underneath that area. Um, That's good. You will be revealing these rooms as you walk into them. I've tried to make it a little uh, less. Um, room number one is there, room number two is there, but I've also tried to make it easy for Steve to control. <sighs> um, for our audience on the podcast and not on the YouTube, it all looks great. Steve's done amazing with this and uh, really proud of him. Well done, Steve. Audience participation. Everybody claps again. Oh, brilliant. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> wow. The time has changed, oh, wow. and I can hear, oh. I can hear the audience. Clap. Stop clapping on the train, you mental. Um, anyway, um, anyway, um, excuse me if I've just referred to you as a mental. I didn't mean to offend. Um, I I say worse things to myself. Um, anyway, jumping back into this awkwardly, as you guys have arrived outside the doors of Sunblight, you can see this monolithic building stretching up ahead of you. You can see that the doors are open and on the inside, as you can see from your map that will have been shared to you, you can see this large antechamber. There's a portcullis-like gate that has dropped down into the ground and you can see the spikes jutting out of the ground gently uh, as if ready to be raised at any point. Uh, you can see the antechamber behind is quite a large antechamber and you can see on the ground in front of you uh, nine Duragar and four humanoid figures in the uh, Bryn Shanda militia armor. Further ahead, you can see two short corridors that go around a, a, a like a podium-like uh, bollard in the center of this opening, uh, which stretches up to the ceiling. You can see as you look in, the ceiling is at least 100 feet in the air. Um, there is a small corridor that leads back into another corridor running uh, perpendicular to the the room that you're looking into. What would you like to do, guys? So do we just go in? I mean, I think it would be proper to be a bit wary, but sure. Why not? <laughs> Do we want to tie the axe beaks up outside? Is there anything to tie them to, Steve? Um, you would be able to use uh, parts of your pack and such to make a, a rudimentary like um, hitching area for them. Okay. Um, I will start to tie my axe beak up then. Okay. I guess I'll follow suit. Mm -hmm. Step okay. towards the door. Excellent. So you guys start to head in towards the door. Um, as you step in, you can see that there are um, arrow slits in the walls of the antechamber looking in further now. Um, 
on either side of what is marked and as you can see on the screen what is marked as the room x2 uh, is the antechamber you can see three arrow slits either side of the walls on the left and right of the antechamber uh, with a few feet in between each of them one directly in the center of the wall and then one either left side and right side of that one but that don't know if i've got this right in my head that x2 room yep are you saying that that's that's inside and the arrow slits are in the walls of that yes or is this x2 space in the open no the x2 is the room inside the the, the building itself okay. sorry so uh, as you can if i just uh, wander my mouse around and move you all if i place you here you're directly at the door yeah there is a small antechamber uh inside which is marked yep. as x2 for those seeing the map um and then the you've got a small um kind of little corridor that runs behind it uh, further ahead it looks to be from the positioning of everything it's about 30 feet ahead of you this antechamber then breaks into a yep. corridor running behind it okay and tell me again where these arrow slits are because that's the bit i don't get that's fine the arrow slits are in the walls of the antechamber they room. are in that that's weird yes okay which means that there are obviously hidey holes or rooms either side of mm -hmm. this room which have arrow slits looking into is what i would say that's, that's weird i like that it was like we could walk in here and anyone could shoot us and is the portcullis open or it closed? is yeah so the portcullis as okay. i've said is dropped down you can okay. see it where that line of little circles is at the base of the room uh, it is okay. currently sunk into the ground you can see like it's like an inch or so out of the ground the spikes okay. the portcullis itself waiting to be risen again okay that's interesting it goes into the ground rather than into the wall mm. Mm. i don't trust anything like that no, I don't. That's weird. Um, I take something from my bag. Uh, yep. Let's have a look at my equipment and throw it over into the room to see what happens, please. Okay. What are you throwing? Uh, let me just have a look at what is in my bag. Bag, uh, bag, 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 bag. Um, three ball bearings, please. So you take a couple of ball bearings from your pack and you lob them into the room. They land on the bodies that are currently kind of carpeting the floor. As I said, there are nine Doragar bodies lying around and there are four uh, of the scouts that have been sent ahead. Uh, just as a reminder, there would be six remaining from the group that would, uh, uh, that would have been sent on as four returned from the original ten with your axe beaks, meaning that there are two not here. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, the free ball bearings land in different positions in the ground. There is no reaction that you can see. Okay. Um, I will take a step closer to the uh, gate, please. Okay, so we'll pop... Uh, just right up to the edge of the portcullis. <laughs> okay, you're right up by the portcullis. You can see now that the, yeah. the arrow slits are quite wide. They're not... Um, they're, they're very... Um, rudimentary they're not very fancy ones that have been designed with uh, a very w good amount of coverage for the uh, arrow uh, the arrow firer if you will um, behind them uh, looking through you can see faint light on either side looking into 
several uh, into different rooms either side, but you can't really make out much de- detail of the room itself. But you can't see a figure or an arrowhead sticking out of any of the uh, of the arrow slits from this position. Does anyone have a spell that's like detect magic or a thing that could tell us if something is good or bad? Uh, kind of. It do. Uh, I can probably see if something is or is not magic. Can I misty step in? <laughs> yep, you can misty step in. Uh, how far are you going into the room with your misty step? Oh, just the equivalent of the other side of the wall. Uh, sorry, misty step into one of the rooms that would be on the other side of the arrow slit, sorry. or Yeah. Yeah, which one do you want to go for, the left or the right? Uh, left. Always left. That's my rule. Okay. So, left room. Just waited for me to have gotten it. That's fine. <laughs> Garland, what are you doing whilst this happens? Um, well, I was... <laughs> I was that? going to be walking up um, with my shield out to just sort of act as a blocker um, should any arrows come in at me. Okay. Uh, I did want to check to see if there were any uh, survivors. That's fine. Uh, do you want to make a medicine check um, for um, whilst the, you are making your medicine check and walking in? Uh, no arrows are shot at you. For uh, Naranef, you blink out of existence just as uh, Garland starts to step into the room uh, and appear at the other side of the room, and you land standing uh, like stra- straddling almost as the bodies on the ground. Uh, another Doragar that is, looks like they were positioned in front of the arrow slit and is now dead on the ground in front of you. As you look around, you can see there are these little alcoves around the walls of the room that have little bunk beds that have been put in. In each of the beds are dead Doragar. Ernest, where have you gone? I blink back. Okay, you blink back. (sighs) There's bunk beds and and there's there's a dead one again. You're definitely sure it's dead. I mean, I didn't poke it, but yeah. Okay. I got a 22 on my medicine check. Um, looking through the bodies of the uh, of both the um, scouts and the Duragar, there is not a living person uh, between them. You can see what is obviously a... For each of them, there are wounds from uh, short swords or um, pickaxes from the uh, scout side. As you can see, each of the Doragar are wielding pickaxes rather than any uh, bladed weapons. Um, other than that, there is no other sign that you can see of living. So just the regular combat, yeah. nothing else. From, from what you surmise as you take some time looking over the bodies briefly, you can see essentially what happened was this vanguard was here and the scouts have run into them and then been uh, essentially a, a skirmish and then everyone somehow died equally. <laughs> and again, mm. to confirm, you would notice that, especially as you're going through and you're making note of everything, there are still two scouts unaccounted for, and you even moving the bodies around, you don't find anything's piled over one, hiding one. Nereneth, was there anything else in the room that you were in? Bunk beds. 
long beds and bodies that's it there was no like statues or anything that looked creepy and strange i'll be honest i was just looking to see if we were going to get attacked so i didn't pay much do you, want, do you want me to go back no no that's fine i mean you didn't get attacked so that's a good start because he was dead <laughs> yeah but nothing else Sorry, that's you, not so. a laughing matter that's not funny that he was dead i want to make uh, that clear. no but no yeah i didn't get attacked because of that reason i'm gonna shut now we should probably keep moving i think so should we just go to the right and see where we end up i mean obviously looking at the map if we go to the left we can't go any further Unless that corridor goes round. We don't know that. Let's just go to the right. Yeah, let's let's go right. Okay. So you guys start to travel up into the uh, corridor that's running behind this uh, antechamber you're in. You come onto what you can see is a long corridor running down the centre of this building. Um, I will try my hardest to remove these things for you now so you can see the corridor at large. Okay. There you mm. go. So you can see this long, sprawling corridor that runs down the centre of the building. You can see that there is a junction a couple of feet ahead of you uh, with a left and right exit. There is a doorway directly behind you going into this room that Neronef has just described as bunk beds and bodies. Um, you can see another um, junction which is only going off to the right, further down the corridor. And finally, at the far end, there is another junction going left and right and a double door at the very end of the corridor itself. Um, whilst looking down, all of you can notice a very thin, almost like dry ice, there is a thin layer of mist that covers the floor along the entire corridor. Mm. Oh, not a fan. Up into the corridor. Well, yeah, do people... Nothing have preference do we just go down this to the end or do people want to go left or right obviously not the well, not the room that Neron has come out of but walking down the corridor do people want to go left or right or straight on um i mean vote for right look but my thoughts would be that if there had been some kind of scuffle or commotion and anyone was in there that they probably would have heard and come out hope so but just to be sure maybe we should check that out okay so which way are you going sorry um, I will edge up to the doorway on the right. Um, so you're going right into so the go, corridor? Yes, yeah, so go right into the corridor, yep. and then I was talking about the room on the right there. Okay, so you take a second right, so you go into what would be the room in the, where the arrow slits on the right side of the antechamber would be looking yes. into, essentially. Mm -hmm. That's fine. I want to um, lurk by the door rather than just go straight in, please. That's fine. As you get to the corridor uh, where it turns, you sneak your head around the side, and you can see what looks into a smaller chamber um, than what was described by uh, Nerenef. 
Um, this one is just, from what you can see at the moment, you can see uh, like these kind of window-like openings in the wall directly ahead of you that look out onto the snowy tundra below. Um, you can't see anything else in the room um, from this angle, but you can see that it looks bare and there is no one on the opposite side of the, uh, the arrow slits on this side either. Can I edge a bit more cautiously? No, can I Can I throw another ball bearing into the room, please? Yep, you throw another ball bearing. It skitters, you hear the tick, 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 tick as it skitters off, but there is no uh, there is no response as it happens. Okay, in that case, can I edge slowly into the room and... Staying as close by the door as possible, but so I can see the room. Okie dokie. What you see you... is a large chamber. Um, you see what looks like... A, an elevator shaft that sits in the uh, the left-hand side of the room as you look into it, which is marked by the little square that you can see on the map at the moment. Um, you can see a double door directly behind the elevator shaft. The elevator shaft looks to be about 10 by 10 foot square and is currently cageless. There is no elevator in it, but you can see a large chain that rattles gently um, and looks like it's slowly being pulled up um, mm. in in the box area where the the uh, elevator would be. Um, again, uh, just as a note, yes. all of the roofing or the ceiling in this room, uh, the roof is a hundred feet up in the air as you look up, and you can see with the low lighting of everything here uh, that it stretches off very very off into darkness up at the top. But you can see like the the almost more natural stalactite type. Uh, f um, features of a ceiling above you okay um so the elevator is moving upwards yep. towards this room like is it coming from underground yeah it looks it like it's like coming from below us? it looks like it's coming from okay. below the chain is pulling what what would essentially be the cage of the elevator yep. uh, shaft is being pulled up very slowly by this chain that is currently gently rocking in the middle of the elevator shaft um, I would like to go back out into the corridor, please, and relay this to the others, and say I thought it was best to come out of that room in case whatever is coming up in the elevator saw me there. But basically, there's an elevator and something I think is in it, or has summoned it, and I don't like it. Should we move on or wait then? Um. Uh. Well. I mean, in that room there was also doors to a different room. Something. Um. So, I guess we could either. Uh. Well, we could we could stay here or we can go to this this corridor on the left into whatever room that is, or we can go back into the elevator room that I was just in and run past it or the lift comes up to our level, I guess, and go through the doors at the end. So, this is, um, personally, I'm going to vote for going into this room on our left. Okay. Alright. Sure. Oh, okay. So you're going to right. the, the room opposite the room you've just been in now? Yes, yes, please. 
Okay, so Tur, as you've walked out, you can see there is a double door blocking that way rather than just an open corridor this time. Uh, the doors are very... Um, there's no fanciness to them. They are just a block of wood. Uh, you can see where the slats have been placed together. You can see the, the binding of metal to hold the slats in place. But they are very um, um, Spartan rather than uh, illustrious and kind of uh, crafted with uh, fanciful design. Uh, ahead of you. Okay. I'm assuming, Erica, Actually, you're jumping in. What? I'm assuming that you're jumping into the room, or are you going no, up to No, I it? was... No, I wasn't going to jump into the room. Um, I don't have a death wish. Uh, I was going to say I'd like to go... Says the ghost. ...close to the doors to listen, but not actually touch them, just in case we're infused with something. I don't know. That's fine. Make Can a I perception check. Yeah, Oh wait, hold on, I've got to get my character. I'm I'm flipping between screens now going, uh Oh don't worry, so am I. <laughs> Perception. Did yes, you please. say? Oh. oh, okay. Add zero. Well that was useful. Um Oh, seven. Seven? You can hear what sounds like a very faint clacking noise, but you're not sure what it is. It's like a very gentle kind of like for all intents and purposes, you know when you get to the end of a vinyl and you hear that kind of Yes. As the needle just kind of tries to continue down the, the groove but hasn't got anywhere else to go. You can basically hear that as you listen through the door. Okay. I suppose it's my turn. <laughs> what are you going to do? Take out my axe and open the door. Okay, Garland, you open the door um, after... Uh, coming up beside Erica and you open the chamber into what looks like a very um, very typical war room. You see a large table taking up the monument like uh, position in the centre of the room. You can see a double door directly ahead of you um, uh, which leads further into some chambers further back uh, but you can see that in this room there is a large table which looks to in all types of purposes uh, look like a diorama or like a setup of of the Icewind Dale. The monument in the center of that table appears to be a small Shardlin dragon figure that goes on a repeated pattern around ten towns in the flight pattern of the dragon. So currently as you've come in it is flying away from some blight and up towards Dugan's hole. Then it moves around from Dugan's hole to... Uh, uh, da, 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 words uh, to Goodmead, then over to East Haven, and you watch as it basically just circles the entire thing before coming back after hitting Brunshanda back to Sunblight, and then it turns around and starts its path again. What's it made of? Um, looking at it from this position, it looks like a black metallic. Um, figure. The table itself looks to just be made of um, it looks like wood that has been carved but the dragon itself has a glint of metal to it in the uh, the light. Can I can I take that? Uh, you can indeed, yep. You walk up, snap the, uh, the the dragon off its little spindle stand that it's got as it moves and you just watch as the spindle stops for a moment. And then continues to move around the path, but this time dragonless. Cool. I'm gonna bring it 
out of the room and give it to Nereneth. Excellent. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, I'm not not in the room, I'm more like I'm in the little... I'm in the corridor bit. Oh, I've got, I've mixed up my characters, excuse me. Um, there we go. Yeah, so like, yeah, I'm exactly where you've got me. Um, okay. And I'm keeping an eye out for anybody that could be coming out of that weird elevator. That's fine. Uh, just give me a perception check while we watch you there. Sure thing. <laughs> what is my perception? Do, 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 do. <laughs> oh, plus four. I'll take that. <laughs> 24. 24. Lovely. Yeah, just as just before Garland comes over and places a metallic dragon in your hand, a little, mm. like it's no bigger than uh, like an actual miniature for a dragon. So it, it fits oh, in the palm okay. of your hand. Um, you hear the sound of like this gentle clinking again of the uh, of the chains from that room, and then you hear it stop as you hear like a. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, yes, you can hear that. Really hoping that like Frankenfurter steps out of it. That's literally the only <laughs> thing that would make this okay. Steve's gonna, new backup character. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say that maybe um not say. I'm gonna do like a like a non-verbal gesture that kind of just basically tells them both to shush and like stop moving, don't make a sound. And that's I'll fine. put my hand to my crossbow. That's fine. The other one that's not got a tiny dragon in it. Okay. <laughs> as, you, as you tell the other two to shush for a moment, you listen. There is no sound. And then a minute later, you hear... And then the chain starts to rattle again. Uh, you get the you get the sense from this that the elevator is now moving again. There is no sound of anyone stepping off it or any sound of footsteps coming from that room. Especially with your twenty four, you just hear the sound of the elevator picking back up again. Yes, it's creepy. I like it. So it's just constantly moving up and down then. You get the sense, yeah, from from this that the essentially there is a constant elevator running up and down the three hundred feet of building that you've seen from the outside. Just as a point of um, a point of correction from myself, I apologise, I didn't mention this. The level that you are on would be the centre. There is a. It looks like the building reaches down below you, and then there is two hundred feet that reaches up into the sky above you. So the 100 feet or so that you're currently in would be floor one, and there's obviously a, a floor below you now, and there's a full floor above you. Could we go and look at another room before we have to investigate the elevator? Yep. Yep. I would suggest doing that. Do you want to look further into this room? Because just looking at the map, Steve's blocked some of it off, or is that just a corridor into this room? Currently, whilst looking around this area, and this is the annoying part, I do apologise, uh, looking around into this room, you can't see anything to the left of the doorway where there's an obvious blockage on the map. 
Okay. So there's no like tunnel or there's nothing there. Make a perception check, Erica. Make a fucking perception check. (laughs) Well, I got a four, so I won't know. A four? You can't see anything. It's just a wall corner area of the room. Somebody Um, else make a perception check. (laughs) I'm in the corridor. (laughs) Somebody else. Garland, make a perception check. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that'll be me. I'll say something like, I feel like there's something there, but I can't see anything. Erica loses some health points in a minute. (laughs) Erica loses some what? Erica loses some health points in a minute. (laughs) Probably. You're cheating, Uh, woman. My my perception was six, so... Again, Uh, Garland. Erica points towards a corner of the room. You're not sure why she's telling you to look over that corner of the room, but she keeps saying, look over in that corner of the room. There's nothing there. Is there anything else other than the model in here? No, it's just the table with the the diorama of Icewind Dale, and then uh, you can see those doors behind the table, further in the room, on the uh, northern wall, if you will. I will, why not? I'll go up to those doors, and I will uh, just kick it open. Excellent. You kick it open, and you find yourself looking upon a large bedroom. Um... As you kick open the door, you find yourself looking into what looks like quite a, um, again, Spartan-looking room. There is a large double bed that sits in the centre of the room. Uh, It is uh, quite a nice-looking bed with the furs and such that are thrown across it. But again, there's not a lot out here. You can see a small cupboard door to the left of the room. Um, You can see that there is a chest uh, directly at the end of the bed looks to be an iron trunk. Uh, you can see that there is a large padlock on the uh, on the lock part of the uh, of the chest. Um, does anyone have any any thieves tools? I believe I have something. Bear with. Let me just let me just check my bag, please. Otherwise, I'm gonna. I do not know. Bring it with the axe. I mean, I have a crowbar. Yes. And some Ooh, minus picks. I, I imagine the rogue has thieves too. Yes, minus picks. Hashtag not all rogues. Uh, I don't have any thieves tools. You should have had. I'm sure you start with them. Oh, interestingly, and I don't know if it just doesn't say it, but you'd think I do because I, I, I have a burger. Starting pack, equipment. You have leather armor, two arc daggers, and thieves' tools. This is why we read our players' handbook. Players, Sweet. oh, I, I have because I copied down all the stuff from it. <laughs> you have hey, thieves' tools, hey don't you? Okay, hey guys. cool. Fun, funny, funny story. Funny story. Oh, Garland gets out his thieves' tools. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I was trying to let the rogue have a rogue moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Garland, as as uh, you listen to Erica behind you going, do I have thief tools? I don't have thief tools. It said in the book I had thief tools. Um, Look, I'm uh, not going to lie to you. I'm all fingers and thumbs with them. I don't really know what I'm doing. This was the parents' business, not mine. I can give it a go, but I would prefer if someone I else can had have a go. go. I'll have a go. Okay. Okay. So cool. I'll, I'll try it. 
make a yes. thieves tools check with me then so you have proficiency so it'll be your proficiency and your dexterity um added with whatever you roll so my proficiency uh uh what what what, what? so Plus how do i do this, this again i'm confused so you're doing so, so what sorry you're doing a thieves tools check so it'll be dexterity and proficiency added to whatever you roll um oh okay um did you t just checking with you as well did you take expertise in thieves tools i have no idea um so dexterity is plus three so i got a 17 so that's 20 yep and then uh, i i have mm, proficiency oh the proficiency bonus one yes please uh, plus another three so 23 okay i mean just checking with you did you have exper ex uh, expertise in it as well just to show off and get a 26 or are you um no that's fine. Um, I assume you've put it in one of your other schools. Um, I don't know. I've, I know what I've got an expertise in, but like that, that these tools has never come up, so I have no idea. <laughs> That's fine. I'm just asking you when okay. you took when Emma, calm down. When you take yeah. expertise, you choose two of your skills or one skill in your thieves tools. I was just asking you if you get double proficiency oh. with this. Oh, then I must have taken two of my skills then. I guess. Excellent. Okay. Excellent, thank you. Um, so you got a 23 all overall. You hit my DC, don't worry. You unlock okay. the box. Um, can I just ask, whilst I'm here, just to make sure I've got everything right, I've got um, Erica is in the room doing this. Garland, are you in the room or are you out of the room? I am in the room. I will be uh, standing next to her. Okay. And um, for our lovely Nereneth, are you still out in the corridor or have you uh, followed in? I am in? keeping guard. You are keeping guard. Excellent. Um, so, as you open the chest, there is a l gentle as the door, the, the lid of it opens with the pressure of the padlock being removed and the lid lifting gently. You lift it up and you find um, there is uh, a set of obsidian dwarf sandals, a quilted smoker's jacket. A malachite or malachite beard comb, which has uh, seven red garnets uh, in worked into it. That's got some mega yeah. crystal vibes going on there. Malachite yeah, is yeah. a big negativity remover. And you find a hookah made of platinum and star sapphire. Oh, okay. And finally, a scroll tube. Hmm. <laughs> I can give you the, the, the values of these things later, so you don't have to worry about this now. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, scroll tube. Or? Yes. Yes, we take everything. You take everything? <laughs> okay. Excellent. Well... Oh, go on, please. Yeah. Can I... Can I... Yeah. Can I look at this scroll tube? That's fine, yep. Um, so you start to pick everything out of the chest and start to go through it. Um, Erica, you're left to get the last things out as uh, Garland picks up this scroll tube, opens it. You open it, there's a small scroll inside that reads, uh, there are eight sets of combinations you can see. So in the first, there's a box uh, with one, three, six. There is another box with two, five, two next to it. Then the, the next box is nine, seven, five. I'll give you these uh, shortly uh, so you can have these. Um, 
So, but there are essentially what look like eight combinations uh, in the on the uh, the um, on the parchment that you pull out of the scroll. However, as you do this, you hear a gentle click as the last thing is pulled out of the uh, uh-huh. of 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 the box. And Erica, you notice it just because you're you're. You're taking the things out whilst Garland reads this. You watch, and it's almost like the bottom of the the chest raises as the last item is taken out. And just above the bed, a small hole opens in the, the wall, and a large puff of green smoke bursts out into the room. It covers the entire area of the room. Okay. What do you guys um, do? If- if I drop down to the floor, am I below it, or is it genuinely? It just disperses and fills the entire thing. It's almost like a gas puff has filled the ceiling and has just immediately started to drop into the room. It's filling the the room itself within seconds. Okay, I'm going to drop to the floor and crawl out of the room. Okay, fast. Um, I'm assuming leaving the items on the floor, or um, I've got Scarlet. What do you want me to have? What have you got in your hands and? I mean, I I will have this scroll, won't I? Okay, I'm gonna take the uh, the 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 beard comb. Okay, you immediately just panicking, grab the beard comb, drop to the ground, and start yep. commando crawling across the ground towards the door. Um, Garland, Yay. just checking with yourself. Uh, I will try and grab another couple of things first before I try and leave the room. <laughs> Okay. Um, with that, I'm going to argue that essentially because of the time, you can take as much of the items that you pick up that you want. However, you're going to have an entire round picking up items and then coming back out, if that's uh, <laughs> fair with yourself. Uh, yeah, I, I know that the stuff is going to be valuable. So That's fine. Yeah. Um, could I have um, constitution saving throws, please, from both uh, Erica and Garland? I'm going to need then a second constitution saving throw from Garland. However, as I believe you being a dwarf get advantage on poison checks, I will let you know it's poison stuff. <laughs> That's exactly what I was hoping that you would say. <laughs> Damn yes, dwarves! I do get advantage on poison saves. Um, Erica got an 11. An 11, lovely. Oh, shit. Um... <laughs> Right, well, that's the first roll. We'll, we'll deal with that in a second. Okay, uh, so the first was a nine. Excellent. And the second was an 18. Excellent. So uh, both of you will be taking um, 21 points of poison damage. However... Garland, you have um, resistance, I believe, because of dwarfism. So you um, only—I think you have a—you have resistance to poison damage, if I remember rightly. I think it's just the advantage. Ooh, ooh! Am I forgetting yeah. my dwarves? Oh no, 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 no! It's yeah, it's sorry. You are correct. Advantage and resistance. Excellent. It's really hidden in the wording on this. <laughs> it's because you drink. That's that. That's why you. Yeah. Go... <laughs> poison is practically normal. pickled. Exactly. <laughs> so you only take ten points of poison damage then. But uh, for okay. Erica, you take the full twenty-one points of poison damage. Um, 
as you panic for a moment and then because obviously with the fateless changing now um you you are susceptible to poison damage um as you you panic drop to the ground start moving forwards you can't help but take in a lung full of this poison stuff and you start hacking up as you excuse me crawl towards the door but you manage to get out before uh, any more can get into your system uh, garland you grab some stuff and start uh, moving towards the door as you do again taking a big whiff but then going ah it's been a while since i've had dwarven poison in my veins and enjoying it almost as you walk out um uh, the second one you completely passed, so you don't have to worry about any damage on the second one. Um, there is no... It doesn't seep out into the uh, the next room. It just seems to fill the space behind the door. It's almost like there's a film between the doorway. Okay. Uh, um... Let's not go back in there. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm completely oblivious, right? Yes. Uh, for you, you're looking up and down the corridor. There's no one coming. There's been no sign of anything. You turn around after you hear this kind of poof behind you, and you see the green thing, and the other two starting to crawl. You see Erica on the ground crawling over. And you see Garland just grabbing stuff and running out. And then that's it. Okay. We found some stuff. <clears throat> Are you okay? Yes. You sure? Yes. Very. Let's continue. All right. Um. Well, while we've got a moment, can I actually look at this dragon thing properly and see if I know anything about it? Because as an archaeologist, I know quite a lot of stuff, apparently. That's fine. Um, what sort of thing are you trying to pull from it? Uh, let me just put my archaeologist cheers up because I can't find it. Is hidden in so many different places on my notes. Uh, so yeah, basically, when I enter a and enter a ruin or a dungeon, I can correctly ascertain its original purpose and determine its builders, whether they were dwarves, elves, humans, etc., etc. And I can also determine the monetary value of art products more than a century old. That's fine. This item uh, is not a, over a century old. As you look over it in your hand, um, as you start to look, you're taking in the the building itself. Uh, you get that the building is fairly recent as well. It looks like it's been over the last uh, hundred or so years that this building has been made. It's definite dwarven design, um, specifically more Duragar in build rather than mountain dwarf, which would be quite... Uh, there'd be a lot more signage of, uh, of paragons and uh, dwarven deities in school sculptures and statues about if it was a mountain dwarf um mm -hmm. hill dwarfs wouldn't come this far into a mountainous region so it's not that you pick up it's more Doragar in nature the shardling dragon as you look over it um is made of shardling um as you have started to work with shardling recently with the dragon itself but also uh seeing that bit that was in the bag when you were in the cauldron caves this has essentially been made in the same fashion as the actual dragon you've taken down out in ten towns it's just a figurine that's been made with almost leftovers of shardlin um so to me does it look like it's almost like the remote control um, or is it literally you, like a mini 
yeah with 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 the 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 table in front of you that you've seen and what it was doing if it was a remote control it would have stopped and also would have needed to uh, stop at each village for a certain time or reach town sorry so you get the sense that it's just a, a monument that was used to like plan out the the flight pattern it's not actually controlling it oh okay cool so it was like a war table and and this was a prop yeah to plan it yeah okay, basically i'm with you now okay <laughs> wow i feel dumb <laughs> Okay. That's not a problem. Um, sure. Let's move on. Nobody seems to be coming out of the elevator, so good. If you want, we could go back that way, but it is on a constant loop, and who knows? Someone might. Yeah, show. we might as well just, I guess, keep going down this corridor. Oh. Yeah. Um. Do you need? A moment before we carry on? Um, I can neck one of the healing potions while we walk. I guess. That works. Yep. Just got to find it because I'm not sure what it is. Um, gotta find where it is. I think it's in the notes. What are we looking for? Let's, Sorry. let's keep keep walking. Sorry, I'm just looking for a healing potion, but let's keep walking to the room so we're That's not. Fine. You have, time. I believe, so. you have two left. So uh, on your person, at least, because uh, there we go. Um, uh, I, I yes. Think it's, yeah. So it's two d four plus two. Yes, that was what I was looking for. So it's uh, fine. Um, so as you head further down, just getting a rough marching pattern. Uh, who's going where and who's going when? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Um... I'll go second. Okay. And then we'll leave Erica at the back. Um, as you're saying, stealthily, can I have a group stealth check? Sure. <laughs> Roll high, guys. Roll high. <laughs> I mean, I've got a plus Remember, six. This is a... So... I've got disadvantage and a minus that two. was uh, really sucky. I got ten. All two <laughs> um, a natural twenty. A natural twenty? I got a 12. 12, nice. Not a problem then. The one with plus 6 rolled the worst. <laughs> nice. Wow. <laughs> As you I sneak down nice. further down to the corridor, uh, it's about uh, 50 feet down the corridor as you come down towards what looks like the next junction. There is a door directly to your left and there is a small um like very small um shoot uh, of about five feet before you see what is essentially, and I'm going to remove it on the map for you, uh, as you can see, open to forge below on the map, uh, there is a large chimney uh, kind of area. It looks like it drops directly down and shoots directly up, and you can see scratch marks of what looks like uh, a metallic being has come up this chimney previously. Ah, oh, you get <laughs> You get the sense that this is the chimney that the dragon came out of. Yes, that sounds right. <laughs> um, we probably don't want to oh, go down the old there. Dragon chimney. Yes. Can I? Uh... <laughs> Can I go look a bit closer? Yeah, you walk up to the edge, 
and you just pop your head over and below what looks to be about 100 feet down, you can see what looks like basically a bit like a scrapyard almost. There's just pile of random bits of metal. And actually, in the center of it, you can see what looks like something that's been chiseled away and battered about. You can see what looks like one of the... Uh, the sigil blocks that were you oh, recently no. got told East Havens was stolen. Uh, you yep. see is uh, the half remaining block of the shardlin that made the uh, East Haven sigil, if you will. There is a very very orange glow below. the The lighting of the of the room below seems to be almost like fire is in the center of the room. Should we when I um found the uh the the things, the plaque things <laughs> that was that was stolen. Uh, um, I'm I gonna step back, always... it's getting a bit warm. Yeah. We could we could uh, you know, if we've got time to kill at the end, we could probably get those back. Um Yeah. 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 Should we check out another room? I think so. No. Yeah. Let's continue. Should we do with this any one? Look, with any luck, we'll, this will be the room full of puppies. Only one way to find out. I hope not, because that would probably mean that they were the dragon's food. A way to shit all over the puppies. Oh, wait, it was a mechanical dragon, so it probably doesn't actually eat anything anyway. I hope nobody eats the puppies. Even though, even though they're, um, they're imaginary. It's okay. Yeah. Nobody eats the puppies. No. And Garland kicks down the door. Yeah. <laughs> kicks the door into the one opposite the chimney. Yep. This is brilliant. Um, it flattens a puppy. <laughs> as you kick the door open, you hear the... <clears throat> and then you just hear... Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> in the room... Um, as you kick open the door, you see a large dining table with four Duragar sat around the table. There are three male along the end of the along the side opposite you as you kick into the room. And down the other end, further into the room, is an elderly Duragar woman with big uh, hair up in a bun, bangs hanging either side. She's got this little pseudo dragon that crawls around her arms and she's just placed oh. a knife and fork down on the table um, as she just places her hands into a, a, a temple position and go friend or foe uh, that depends on who you are and why you're here and who your foe is and that's where we'll we pick up next down. week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as you yeah. as you kick into I some poor Dorakaki, as you kick into <laughs> some poor old Doragar woman's dinner, <laughs> we shall leave this here, and we'll pick up next week to see what happens in that conversation there. Um, God damn it, God. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. So. It'll be fine. 
We shall see what happens next week. Um, we will be yes. going off for a brief break uh, for our recording, and then we'll see you guys next week for another episode of 16 Candle Cubes. All the ones said bye, said bye. 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 Thank you for listening to 16 Candle Cubes. Your players were Emma Bamford as Erica Jones, Jade Leanne Pierce as Neronif Halladar, and Liam Thornton as Garland Goodbeer. Your DM was Steve Archer. Theme music by Steve Archer. Background music was performed by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com. Other background music was performed by Bombarded Podcast and can be found at bombarded.bandcamp.com. All artworks thus far has been created by Bingle Bang Bang. Thank you for listening and we shall see you next week.